Welcome to Powered With Love, the podcast that brings to you what's working on the coalface that's being implemented by people within the community who are defying the odds. Information that's being brought straight to you to enable you to live your life powered with love. I'm the host, Stephen Cromedy, and let's get stuck into today's session. So here I am today sitting with Owen Craigie. Thank you for coming in. Thanks, Steve, brother. Owen, you've achieved some phenomenal things. I was very fortunate to meet you on the day that um, your son, Arakai, was being born. And (laughs) it was crazy that day. But I tell you what, I never knew that the man that I was meeting at that time um, had his debut in 1995 into NRL is known and has a reputation that he can back up as being one of the most gifted rugby league players with a ball, has won a grand final in 1997, um, being part of the Knights at that time. You've had some amazing accomplishments, but I truly believe that the thing that is your biggest accomplishment is who you've decided to be with absolute authenticity yeah. with the um, the belief that in showing who you really are, both past and current, is about creating a movement Yeah, that's for everyone. It's for everyone, That's man. your biggest achievement. It's my biggest achievement, you know, like uh, my purpose in my life right now is, you know, chase the energy with the big AC, which is a mental health movement. My why in my life is my kids. Uh, for what I'm doing right now, I absolutely love it, you know, because I, I lay down with it, I wake up with it, I exercise with it, and it's this whole mental health awareness. I want to make mental health cool. I want to, I want to take away the stigma. I want, I want people in the world that are fighting addiction, mental health, suicide, suicide ideation, people that are fighting against race, religion, or colour to say, you know what, it's all right, man. Mm. There's 80 billion people on the globe. It's all right to come out and, you know, be who you are, be real. Because you know what, Crom? I can't tell no more lies. Well, I've, crazy, said, I've, I've lived the life of lies. And it's a crazy world we live in. Like it's here a, we are, like social media, um, it's not a real world. But I think it pigeonholes you into having to put up a facade and you've got all these other um, factors in society that has, if you have something going on in your life, you kind of either A, feel ashamed or B, feel as though you've got to put on this false pretense. False front. Which makes yeah. it worse. Makes it worse, and especially with COVID-19. Now it's changed the way we lived. It's changed mm. the world and the way we eat, sleep, think, and live our lives, you know. I mean, exercise, everything. And some people can't handle that, you know. For the first time, people are drinking alcohol. For the first time, people are doing things that they've never done before. How do they handle that, you know mm. what I mean? And it's about, well, one thing I love about social media is this. It's either your subconscious can come out and put on a front or you can be real and raw like me. I don't sit at home and post positive posts. I am the positive post. Yep. I am going to run. I have got bipolar. I have got diabetes. I've got two bad knees. I am 42. <laughs> I did go to rehab. You know what I mean? I was in the cycle. But I was handcuffed to a bed and John. And I was disconnected from the world. My wife did leave me. I ended up broke and homeless. That did happen to me. Wow. But it's the greatest thing to happen because, you know, like my sister said, get on Facebook. And I got on Facebook and all of a sudden it's gone boom. So in the space of seven months, you know, I'm talking with you. And, you know, I love you, Crom. You give me an opportunity when no one would back in the day, you know. You know, I've got a website coming out. I'll start my podcast in two weeks, you know. I've got an energy drink coming out. I've got water coming out. I've got a clothing line. I'm doing skateboards. I'm doing surfboards. 
It's all happening. Can we just go back to 1995 and yeah. well done on everything that's happening. But here's what I want to try and work out. In 1995, here you are, um, the weeks leading up to that actual moment, the debut that everyone talks about. But here you are in school in... St. Mary's at Gateshead. Right? Yep. Just minding your own business. Yeah. And uh, the principal comes up and says... Yeah, puts our loudspeaker on. Craig, you come to the front office. And you're well, thinking... Ooh, all the kids going, ooh, I had all my mates and I'm going, ooh, for what? I just got to the school. I haven't even been here 12 months. <laughs> and who's waiting in that? Uh, so, so the coach is there, Malcolm Riley, the coach is there. And he goes, um, he said, he said, I'm playing an English accent. He goes, oi, he goes, uh, a lad, uh, congratulations, you're, you're going to be debuting this Saturday against the Broncos. And I went, oh, my God, I've got footy cards of Stephen Roof. I want to get Stephen Roof to sign because I'm a kid. Yep. I'm in year 10. I had three footy cards then, but I was still – uh, you know, immortalised and I still looked up to my superstars. So here you are. You're not focused on the game. You're focused on, I'm going to get signatures. I'm going to get autographs. <laughs> Alfie Langer, the greats, the Walters boys, you know what I mean? Because they, they played for Australia, they played Origin, they won yep. premierships. Every boy and girl's dream is to do that. I'm going, wow. So I day bird, you know, the last 15 minutes, 38,000 people there, we won. Mickey Eager got man to match. And um, Ashley Gordon come off, I come on. My family's in the crowd, you know, and Straight away, I'm thinking, geez, 12 months ago, I'm playing in the backyard of Tinga, running over top of my sisters and brothers, <laughs> some of the oldest of seven kids. But what it showed me there and then was it gave me more drive to finish year 10, year 11, and year 12 because no one in mum and dad's family has ever finished high school. Yep. Even though I knew I wasn't going to go to uni, but I just wanted to finish year 12. So that gave me motivation to finish school. And then when I started playing with elite athletes and people have become superstars and one become the eighth immortal of the greatest, eighth greatest football player of all time. Is what has taught me to be competitive and when you set goals, reach them and, and make sure that you, you know, you deliver. And, you know, part of that coming from school was just like surreal, you know, and I remember on the wing just going, oh, look at Stephen Wolf, my God, my legend. Then when you tackle him, when you tackle him, you go, oh, gee, do I say sorry? I pat him on the back. It's a good run. And I run away just going, I hope you, think, I hope you, I hope you like it when I tackle him. I'm a kid. Did you get some I'm good 16. ones? Did you get some good ones? Yeah. I, oh, no, no good one. But I got lifted twice. You know, I got hurt bad twice, yeah. you know. And, but it was funny, you know, because I'll, I'll be playing schoolboy footy on a Friday mm. and then Saturday I'll be playing NRL. Crazy, hey. Crazy life. So can I ask you, you look at that start in life, you look at, you know, and at that time, weren't you the highest, highest paid, paid junior, junior in, in the history? World. In the world. In the world. In the world. Right? Highest paid junior in the world. I think you told me, uh, if my memory serves me well, that you went and bought a uh, yellow Monaro. Yeah, Is that a right? Blue, a blue one. A blue Monaro. And uh, you didn't even have your licence. Yeah, yeah. So, well, that, <laughs> the, the, so what happened was, so when I first came in 1994, the Knights signed me. It was a $1,000 sign-on fee. Yep. I'll give that to mum and dad. Back then it was like a thousand bucks because I was a kid. I didn't grow up money. Yeah, in 1994. There's a thousand bucks. bucks. And it was a three-year school scholarship because mum and dad said, we want you to finish school and go to a Catholic school, something to St. Mary's and St. Francis Xavier. And I completed it, you know. And one of the highlights of my life was finishing year 12. I'm the first out of mum's whole family and dad's family to really to finish year 12. To finish year 12, yeah. you know. And doing that from where I come from, it's impossible. I'm the oldest of seven kids, you know, and, and mum, mum and dad raised a couple of kids, you know, you know what I mean, foster kids, and I was like, a, I, I was working since the age of twelve. I was either, you know, going cotton chipping in Moree on my uncle's cotton farms, and 
and and the money I was earning was going straight to mum and dad to pay for electricity, water bills, Christmas bills. So, you know, when I started playing football and scoring tries, I said, oh, this is easy. I'd rather be doing this than working in 50-degree heat, cotton chipping <laughs> a couple of kilometre aisles, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you learn the, the, the whole mindset changes. Some people go, geez, you're good with a kid. I said, I oh, know. In my head, I didn't tell them I was, but I just knew I was because I knew there was kids my age that would never do the things that I'd done yeah. work-wise, you know. So I'd, and then the following year, I went from that scholarship to $60,000 a year playing the second year SG ball. Then before the end of the SG ball finished, I was on $120,000 a year and I was 17. Then I got better because ARL Super League ball come in. Then I signed like a $200,000 check to, just to stay with ARL on top of my contract money. I didn't have a car, so I imported a car from first Ford Mondeo from – I saw it in London with the Australian schoolboys. So I imported it out here. I didn't have meals then, you know. So my mates used to drive it around. That was pretty cool. Yeah, and for I, fa- them. I, failed my, I failed my L's too 17 times because I didn't read. I was lazy, you know what I mean? I have a Charlestown RTA. I just thought, I'm a hit. yeah, I can do this. And after a while, my, my, my mind just came photographic. Yeah, 17 times. But I got my L's, you know. And, I tell you, um, I talk about persistence. You didn't give up. Didn't give up, bro. Nah. Well, you had that Monaro sitting there. Yeah, so you me and my mate Rhino, Andrew Ryan, Rhino was like, let's not read it. And we'll see how many times it went. So he, he got his on the like. Six times, more than seventeen, you know, and and um, and that's how I ended up getting my oils, you know, and um, and then twelve months later, bought my first house. It was actually in nineteen ninety five. Didn't even get a bank loan on Lambton Road. Yeah, five in the wrong road. North and you Lampton. bought the one next door. Bought the one next door, three for, for mum and dad. Yeah, good man. You know, and then um, before the age of twenty four, you know, I had three properties, no bank loans, and had premierships. And then I thought, you know what, I want to retire. I'm 23. So can I ask you, this is the question I want to ask. Like, that's a pretty phenomenal story, pretty phenomenal journey. How did you go from there to getting to where you got to? Yeah, see, I, I, grew, up, I grew up with nothing. So no one taught me how to save budget, tax. Or no, no, I didn't know about tax returns. I didn't know until I started playing professional sport. My accountant used to go, sign this tax return. I'm like, what's a tax return? <laughs> You know what I mean? I need to sign this and pay tax on your money. I said, me? Pay tax for what? You know, because I, I didn't know. You're, you're thinking, but they've done nothing I just want to spend it. I just want to spend it. I want to spend it. You know what I mean? But so I'm, I'm learning, I'm adjusting. I'm going from a, from a kid living in a man's world or adult world trying to fit in. So it's hard for me to play fraud on a television in front of millions of people and 40,000 people at Marathon Stadium. And then the next day... I'm hanging out with my mates playing handball down at Redhead Beach or surfing. I'm a kid. Yeah. So I go from hanging around the John's boys and Paul Harrigan to my mates at school. So I had to, I had to adjust. So do you think that you got to where you got to because you were in a world that so no common, one prepared you yes. for? You didn't have the right mentoring around you. Yeah. So you back in the day, so back in the day, it was like going. Oh, you're a superstar, score some tries, all the best, do what you want, you know? Here's the money, Here's off the you money, go. Do what you want, you know? And, you know, I've had, I've had a great life. I've been to 24 countries and I've looked after family, I've looked after friends and I've had parties where I went down to the bank at National, National Australia Bank, Barmetry and Hamlin, took 15, 20 grand out and party for two, three days and was broke after that, you know? Like, I, had, I had a good life. But if someone taught me how to do certain things, maybe I would have listened, maybe I wouldn't have because I was stubborn too. Because I hadn't even given to me. You imagine, how old's your boy? Uh, so I've got a 19-year-old and yeah. a 22-year-old. So you're 22-year-old and three houses outright mm. and has won two premierships. And he's been 18 countries. 
and gets given everything he wants. How does mum and dad say, Liam, son, you need to do this, you need that? Yeah, when we're young men, we, 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 well, you're not going to listen, are you? We're not and if listen. you've got the wrong people around you, correct, feeding your habits, that's where those habits grow. Is that what happened? Do you think that's you correct. can't blame people? I can't blame you them. It's my fault. But is that what my happened? Fault. Is that where you started going south? That, and that is correct, and that is all my fault. You will not see me hanging around anyone I used to hang with. And then, so if you think about this, here you are, you're this young kid, Midas touch, everyone wants to give you anything. So then when you fell, Go on, no one was the there. same people are then giving you a hard time. Character assassinating you. Yep. People I took bullets for, people I jumped in front of trains for, people I pull them out of debt, boomness, the people that I loved, that I, you know what I mean, are the ones that, one of my worst enemies. Judging you for Judging the decisions me, that you made. Yeah. But now that he's not performing, now that he's not on the path. No, no, mates. We know that. I walked in here. I walked in here looking for a job and I took me in the back and I begged you for a start. You give me a start. I'll never forget that interview. I get uh, tingles thinking and about And then my father, there, my ex-father, Lord God, rest his soul. in your eyes. Tears in my eyes, you know. I said, give me a start. And I'm like. And he, he said, why should I give you a start? And I said, well, don't judge me on my past. I'm about to be a dad again for a second time. My wife's up there giving birth right now. All my ex-wife's. Was up there Was giving birth And he said What do you mean She's up there giving birth Next thing you know Andrew's like The water just broke You gotta go So I was sitting in the interview While she was giving birth That's how much I wanted a job And you went You said later You got the job mm. Remember that Yeah And then when I come in here I was a cadet And I did 10 listings And, and 8 sales mm. The first month as a cadet Remember Yep That's how I bought Renee's engagement Yeah room. I didn't remember The exact numbers But you yeah. reminded me Before we jumped online Bang And uh, But I do know You left an amazing legacy Of being able to get stuff done Because You had the modest touch But I do remember At that point I really um, Obviously Because I'm You know Look at me I'm not a footballer But I didn't really know Much about you As a footballer Or your past history mm. But when I googled Your name Man You know You were copying A lot of Um a lot of shit back then. My life different than the average Joe, you know. And like, I um, and from that perspective, I've got to tell you, do you know that's what made me back you? Mm. And I remember, you know, and I will use his name, even though he's one of our competitors. Like Michael Hardy, he said to me, he said, "Man, like you're going to do some research on him. You're going to find him some stuff, but I want you to meet with him." Mm. And uh, when I met with you. It was probably because you revealed your real self. It's probably yeah. because you revealed your heart that I felt compelled, right, to go, you know what? Everyone else is against you. I'm going to be with you. And that's and that's what happened, and you know. And that's kind of what happened. And, that's, and it still happens today. Like, you know, like I just want to go to haircut test down in Westfield, and, you know, people want to give photos and autographs, you know. Like, I, I, could, I can't do what other people do in this city. People know me as Aaron Craig, ex-footballer, that the eighth of Mortar City is the greatest players ever played the game. So when people look at me, you look at me as a mate, hmm. and I want other people look at me and say, oh, that's how I'm crazy. You, footballer. Taught, you taught my son how to backflip. Yeah. Do you remember when Liam was getting bullied? Yeah. And you were teaching him how to fight? Yeah. A couple little combos. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, a couple little combos. You used to live down at, you lived at Lantern, then you moved out here at Bulleroo, Road, remember? Yeah, that's right. At the back here. So, no, Cruel Road. You lived in Cruel Road from the swimming yeah, pool. Yeah, I just saw you as Owen, the guy that we used to And I'm a family man. You know, I was always, I'm always a big kid at heart. And, and my life right now is different. You know what I mean? Like, the last 12 months has been the greatest transformation of my life and I've always been through a process of change. So people say, what's happening tomorrow? I don't know what's happening tomorrow. Let me get food today. I'm at a stage in my life where I don't know what's happening tomorrow because I shouldn't be live. So let's talk about Chase the Energy. So that's kind of your journey. That's where you've been. How did Chase the Energy start? What, what, what created the actual birth of it? We know 
or people have probably done some research, maybe they haven't, they know your events, they maybe know where you're at, but how did it actually happen? Yeah, so what happened was, so there's two guys, there's one guy called Wes Conlon, he lives in Brisbane, he plays for Ipswich, he calls, chase that letter N, R, G. Then there's another bloke called Tristan Lumley, he's his chasing energy. And I'm starting running my arm, going, that's the big AC, chase the energy, baby. Boom, 8,000 views. And I went to send my sister, she'd take people in. And it went from there. And ever since then, people have just reached out. So it made me realise that, yeah, through my past life and mistakes and rugby league or whatever it may be, people can Google me. And what I'm saying today is all absolutely true and you can, you know, you can find it on the internet, wherever. But, you know, look, I've breached over here 10 times. I've got a handout from police to corrections wow. for, what, for, wanting to find, for wanting to see my kids. You know, and then when I got out of, when, when, the, when the judge let me out, uh, a couple of months ago from Newcastle Police Station, he said, you can do five years jail. I said, what for? I said, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'm an advocate for domestic violence, you know, but I didn't realise arguing is DV. You know what I mean? When the police take it on, it's, it's, it's not me and Renee anymore, it's the police. And that's what happened, you know, I've got a criminal record. Then I just, I got out and I had nothing. I had nothing, no money, nothing. I just started running and running. I was thinking, I've tried to have a medicine on the globe. So where were you living, Owen? So I was living with my mate up at Charlestown. I was, I was couch surfing for a while. Now I've got my own place. So you had a couch. That's all you had. I had a really couch had and a couple of bags of clothes. I had nothing, bro. So everything I'd give to the ex. The car, wow. the money, the truck, everything. And um, Because of love. Because of love, bro. Yeah. Because you kids. wanted to do the right thing. I wanted to do the right thing. And you know, with Chase Energy goes off and it generates whatever, I'll still look after him. I'll still look after her. She's the mother of my kids. Yep. So here you are, you're couch surfing, you're at your lowest point. Nothing, broke. What made you want to run? Did someone tell you to run or did you just think, I've got to run? I've got to run. I've got this bad energy. I sort of tried to take my own life twice. I went to rehab. Had was... you already spoken to Maddie Johns at this point and were you on the turning point? This was six months ago. Maddie Johns was 12 months ago. This was five, six months ago Chase Energy started. Yep, so you got Maddie Johns, you've made the phone call. Went to rehab, come you're out. On, you're out, you're on the lounge, doing some running, looking after yourself. What set of kids... Couldn't see them, you know, all the dynamics within marriages and relationships. And um, I'm wanting to see the kids. I'm approaching Renee and mum, saying, listen, let me see the kids. Please let me see the kids. Yep. Without the kids, I'm nothing. 12 months ago, I tried to take my life because I went through addiction and this. Give me something. Nothing. Give me nothing. I had nothing. So I started running. Then I started running. By this stage, I was 122 k. Sorry. Yeah, 122 kilos. I look like a hippo I couldn't even I couldn't even walk the first crime. I couldn't even walk the first 200 meters. My feet were aching, my back. Then I'm going, oh, the demons start coming into mine. Goes, you know what? Just sit down, go and get some hot chips. Have something else to eat. <laughs> Have a chocolate and a can It'll of make coke. It feel nice. Yeah, just go and eat. Then I'm thinking, no, because I'm an emotional eater anyway. When I hit down, I start. And all of a sudden, I start running. Now I run 10k a day, 15k. All wow. depends. So you're there. On one of your running things, you do your video, you send Bang. it to your My sister you Jamie on Facebook. Were you at that point? Yeah, I was. But I said you sent, you post it. You didn't even have the courage to post it. No, <laughs> she posted and tagged me in. Bang, eight thousand views. And then all from that, it's just been bang, bang, bang. And, you know, there's one of my posts on there now, which you can watch, which NITV done's got one hundred and two thousand views. So can I ask you, 
What's your dream? What's your vision with Chase the Energy? So Chase and why is it so important to you? It's so important to me because I don't want no one, not even my worst enemy, to be where I was. Because I've had mates that I was in rehab with that have not here no more that took their own lives, you know, 25-year-old men that were battling the black dog and, and addiction. And, and I've had three mates that have committed suicide and this and that, you know. And if anyone's listening to this, you know, please reach out to Lifeline. Please reach out to Chase the Energy. Please reach out to, you know, Headspace or Beyond Blue. You know what I mean? Because it is important to reach out, even if you're feeling ashamed or embarrassed or, or a bit scared. At the end of the day, I'd rather you seek help than attend a funeral. You know what I mean? Reach out to Lifeline, Beyond Blue, even Chase Energy. You know, um, we've got a, I've got an app that's coming out next year. Uh, it's, it's all happening, you know, and, and Chase Energy is just a – I didn't want it to be like this. It just it's, it, The momentum took me here. You know what I mean? So it's, it's a mental health movement. You know, I've got celebrities. I'm going on Alan Jones' talk show. Alan Jones texted me two days ago. Senator Warren Mundine is Indigenous advisor to Scott Morrison. You know what I mean? So I'm reaching people, or they're reaching me, vice versa, because they know that it's real. Sometime in your life, you're going to experience some sort of trauma, loss and grief, you know, or depression, society, or suicide ideation. I'm tracing the energy movement saying, you know, it's all right, man. So do you feel... You're the voice. I'm the voice. That don't have the courage. I'm old Mandela. I'm the voice <laughs> of this cause. <laughs> that don't have the courage to admit there's a problem. So they might not get to the point of suicide, but maybe they might, They'll, you know, I can go live a my life phone. that they I, don't want to live because they don't have the courage to speak up. I can go from my phone right now, but out of privacy of the people that follow me and send me messages, I fully love and respect that, and I'll never expose them to anyone. But I've got messages on Messenger where, you know, I talk to people two, three in the morning and that are, you know, oh, and I just saw your post. I know I've got a drug issue or an alcohol issue, and yeah, I can't see my kids, men and women, boys and you know what I mean. I love what you're doing. You know, what I say to them, we all deserve happiness. I haven't been to uni, I'm, you know, I haven't studied this, but I'm the living proof that I've broken rules, created my own rules, and broken them. I ain't perfect. I'll never be perfect, but I am proof. If you give yourself a chance. If you wake up every day against all odds and just show up and move your body through exercise, walking, talking, surfing, skating, pushing, whatever it may be, cleaning up, washing up, whatever, you're giving yourself a chance because I'd rather you do that and reach out for support than attend your funeral, you know? Mm. And that's what my, my passion and my goal is. I'll make a lot of – I will make noise every day to the day I'm gone because I want people to remember the big AOC for Chase Energy, not the football player. And that's what I said earlier, you know, to me, this is your biggest achievement because as a sports person, phenomenal achievement, you know, and uh, I certainly don't want to play down that. But when I look at what you're doing, it's so selfless. It's you, you, you're being raw. You're revealing aspects of yourself. That no one knew. That, and people just wouldn't have the guts to do. We don't even talk about it, you know. And, and, and the, when you go to my page, you've got Anthony Mundine, you know what I mean? You've got Jack Whiten for the Canberra Raiders, the superstar, 5'8". You've got Cody Walker, the superstar, you know, that made the origin for, and he's with um, the Rabbitohs, you know. Then you've got Big Georgie Rose of NITV. He's a regular superstar. Then you've got young Nathan Cleary. Then you've got Ash Taylor from the Titans. Then you've got Sean Kenny Dow, Albert Kelly. Yeah, it, it, you know what I mean? It just, it just goes bang, bang, bang. You've got people I've never met before and I'll never ever meet. From the Gold Coast, from England, from Mexico, from New York, from ta- wherever. I've got blokes in the Pilbara that are stuck with COVID-19, you know, and they're running and chasing the energy, you know, I mean, they're dropping weight because they can't c- come back to the other part of Australia to see their wife and kids, so they're running and exercising. They go, how good is this? 
They don't drink anymore because it's positive energy. So one of the things that, you know, in the whole time I've, I've known you and when we did spend time together, you know, you've also done a, a lot of work and, and spoken a lot, you know, about your Indigenous community. Yeah. Um, why are you not heavily promoting that? Why? You know, I get the feeling that you're trying to personify, hey, I'm a man that's here for everyone. I'm it's here like for everyone's you're not purpose. not verbalising that aspect as much as what I thought you would. Why? You know what? Look, first and foremost, I'm an Aboriginal man. I'm from the Camilleroy clan, you know, Camilleroy nation of the Nurukuruma clan, but I don't have to oversell myself to be Aboriginal. My purpose here is that I'm here for everyone's purpose, everyone's reason. My ex-wife is not Indigenous. My kids are Aboriginal, but their mum's not, you know. I've got friends that, you know, that I love dearly that are Lebanese, Chinese, Japanese, white, whatever you want to call them. You know, I'm not going to raise the flag. I'm not going to raise the flag for whatever cause, you know. But Do you feel in doing so it misses the point of what you're trying to do? No, 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 because, you know, I'm an advocate for suicide, uh, you know, and, de- and depression, but, you know, like I'm a big advocate for... Um, the suicide right in Aboriginal communities, we lose two Aboriginal men a day to suicide. We lose 700 men a day, uh, a year to suicide. Wow. So I'm an advocate for that, you know, but I'm not going to go out there and, and, and push things such as the black lives and, and Aboriginal and, and, and oversell myself for that because my purpose is mental health because mental health is everyone's business. Mental health doesn't discriminate against anyone and neither does the big AOC. Mm. And I think that's very admirable because even just taking that stance um, comes with its own opinions. Comes with its own opinions. Yeah. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, they don't wake up with me crime at five in the morning when I run. Yeah. They don't go and run with me, you know, when I run at one in the day. When after I finish the day, I'm going to do ten, oh, five stress lucky hills, probably five stairs and run a couple of K. They're <laughs> not with me then because I don't need anyone anymore. I've got myself. And that's the greatest gift I've learned is living wow, on your own. That's awesome. So do you... I've just gotten goosebumps. Mm. Would you say that's the biggest advice that you could give to anyone, even though that you're not a uh, we as, we as human beings we are codependent. We are right. We're codependent we people. people. We need people. I don't need anyone. I got myself. I flipped the switch. I che- you know what I mean. I didn't cheat deaf. I took deaf on twice and I beat it. So is that the change? Change in, me. In change me. Change the way you I- get through because you know I don't need to ring anyone to come and train me no more. So you just train on your own. I train on my own. And so once the AirPods are in, I have got the music pumping, you know, whatever. I don't need you. So if someone's listening to this and they're feeling, you know, as though they need to make some changes, what are the active steps that you'd suggest that someone should do to change their state, change their energy, change their perspective on life? Yeah, look, what depending on that, depending on where they are in yep. that continuum circle of you know mental health. Look, there's a lot of steps. The first thing I'd really do is reach out, like I said before, to Lifeline or Beyond Blue. Professional. Or myself at, at Chase Engine, not going to link you in as well. That's the first step. Or reach out to a friend or family member because everyone's an accidental counsellor. Mm. You can go to any pub <laughs> in Australia and get a schooner and they're all experts in the pub. They're all counsellors, you know what I mean? You can go and get free marriage advice for sure, you know. That's why they're all drinking in the pub. But, you know, like there's so many options you can do. But the greatest advice I can, I can give people is, you know, the devil is waiting for us to make the mistakes. And, you know, the mind, Malcolm X once said, you know, mind is a terrible thing to waste. And he's so true because the decisions we make and the lifestyle that we live is everything that goes in our head and our behaviours do. But if we can flip the switch and learn to say, you know what, maybe I will put my hand up, you know, there's three steps that I follow from. What are those? So the first step is this. 
you know, acceptance. Accept who I've become. Owen has to accept the person he's become. Step one. Step two, Owen has to, you know, Owen has to forgive himself and then forgive others, right? And step three is the most important one. Never forget step one and two. Wow. You know? Very simple, isn't it? Life's like a business. Life is like a business, right? So if you've got a business, you should run your life the same. Like I'm running my life like the product of Chase and your big AC. So I'm the CEO of my own life. I hire and fire who I want. And everything I do today reflects on me and the same as you, you know what I mean? And, and like, like in the real estate game, people lose jobs, can't pay the mortgages, they lose their house. You know what I mean? They've got to sell their house, this and that. If it, if it happens, and it does happen, and it, that is a financial stress on people's relationships, marriages, school fees, childcare fees, health, whatever it may be. Reach out to people, you know, because right now in the world that we live in, you know, like Qantas sacked, you know, let 10,000 people go. I know, crazy, isn't it? Think about Virgin it, let 5,000 people go. Wow. We've got like 1.5 million people unemployed at the moment mm. in this country. So it affects everyone, you know. And, and and I know for a fact, you know, going through it myself, when you lose your house and your financial stresses, you're going to start doing things you've never done before. Reach out, talk. Reach out to Lifeline, reach out Beyond Blue, reach out to me on my social media, Chase Energy or Owen Craig, Owen Craig Insta, Owen Craig at Facebook, you know. I'm no expert, but I can link you in and I'm proof that if you give yourself a chance, it will be painful. It's painful because you've never been in this position before, you know. But with mental health, you know, we sleep with it, we wake up with it, we go to work with it, you know. It comes home with us. You know what, and I uh, before you came in today, I just did a little bit of research myself just in some other areas and I saw... Uh, something that Kerwin Ray, have you heard of him? No. Yeah, well, he was speaking about it, and he was saying that emotions themselves can become an addiction. Yes. And so what that means, if I'm playing out a particular way of thinking, that creates an emotion. So if we've got positive emotions and negative emotions, what happens is that emotion that I'm continually getting, each time I play out, what I'm doing to feel that emotion. I might not have a substance abuse addiction. I might not have a gambling gambling addiction. I might not have a sex addiction or a self-harming addiction, but what I might have is this toxic way of thinking that creates these emotions that has me feeling depressed. Mm. And, uh, and what I think is really difficult for people to do because, to be honest, Owen, um, at the time that I met you, it was probably the best time you could have met me because I didn't believe in depression, which is not a good thing. That and is. so when you were here and you were going what you were going through, I did not allow you to think that way. If you can remember, nah, you're a machine. We would make, you know, we would pick you up of a morning. You remember what you said to me? You, you, know, you said no, I, I don't remember. I'll tell you what you said to me. Jesus, do part I want your, to say this? Yes, part of your job, Owen, is that if you want to work for me at Love Real Estate, me and Bill Kington, you have to train me every morning. I said, oh my god, here we go. Can you we believe train. I used to train every morning? Every morning, oh, I train every morning. Six now, days a week. Back then, bro, we trained at five o'clock on the dot. I'd get home at. 6, 6.30, have a quick shower, put the suit and tie on, park the car down so with Michael Hardy and, and, and Ralphie and Truman <laughs> and the boys, and we used to go letterbox dropping for another hour. Then we'd have a meeting in the morning about our calendars. I used to get in, I was on the nod going, I've just done 15 kilometres before I even come to work. But you do that over six days a week. Yeah. We've done 100 kilometres and of exercising. Before we even did anything. And I've done that since I was 27. I don't know how I do it every day, but, but I don't But that's the beauty it. about love. You know, like that's the beauty about love, real estate. You separate yourselves. You're oh, like thanks, the Melbourne mate. storm in the rug, you know, in the real estate world. That's very kind of you to say. You go that. first, then you got daylight, then you got second. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Well, I guess from our perspective, like we certainly don't, I don't. And it's positive energy. It's it's energy. You can't buy it. Can you remember what you said offline? Because you said, I've trained NRL. I've done those things. And you're you're looking at me and you're thinking, yeah, train. This place is going to be walking upstairs. What did you say about our training? I used to hate it. I used to hate it. You and Dan, you and Gilly were like up the stairs. I'm talking 20 stairs, then boxing, then we'd run. Don't know if it was raining, minus four. It didn't matter. I no. said, oh, well, I need a job. I'm going to do it with them. But it was the greatest thing ever done, you know. Like mm. I'm coming in, you installed, things, you installed things into me, which I now take into my life today. Wow. Thank you. Do you know That's what I mean? kind of you. So I, I, look back, I look at Chase Energy now and I look back and I think, well, I've always done this, but now I'm doing it full time for me. You are, and for others. For and others. what I was going to say to you is since our time together, I'm actually a believer in depression. Yeah. I'm a believer in that thing because you know why? When I lost my mother, I went into a very dark place, very deep space, mm. and um, I had organised everything. I had worked out how I was going to do it. I worked out when I was going to do it, and the only thing that stopped me was Katrina getting out of the shower because mm. she got out of the shower. I knew that I couldn't uh, do mm. what I was going to do. And, um, and you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It, it doesn't matter how is. strong you are because here I was. I was that person that you looked yeah. back and you just thought he's unbreakable. unbreakable. Something in my life got me. And when it, it got me, that wheel of despair I got caught in that wheel and I don't know how I got off it. I just had some good people around me, but it took me a long time. Excellent. I wanted to sell the business. I didn't want to live. I just, I hated life. Oh, guess what happens, Crom? Guess what happens? And correct me if I'm wrong here. That's when you flip the switch. Yeah. And you go, you know what? I'm going bigger and better because I not, shouldn't be here. Do you not flip the switch? COVID. That's it. When Same COVID way. came, Same, it was you, the kick in the ass that I needed. But it's also helped me change the way that we work with people. Because even when you worked here, right, my belief is I want to improve people's lives. Hence you why did. you're here today, right, because it chased the energy. Yeah. I just believe it's such an important cause. I always talk about I love real estate. Whenever I talk to people, I say, oh, I want to real estate. They go, no, I say, I work with love, man. Steve Cromley, Bill Crinkton, especially Steve Cromley, man, he was hectic. He was like a football coach. You're like... I used to hate going to meetings and training, but at the same time, through that pain is success. Mm. Through that pain, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. Do you know what I mean? Through that pain, you can have a good life. Look, look at all the people that work for you. Some of them work, got their own businesses, or and that's great. Or, or work, and some great. of them got their own property. That's fantastic. But they, they started here. Yeah, they started at the Melbourne Storm of real estate. Do you understand? Mm. And they're still in the game. I'm talking 10, 12, 13 years ago. Yeah, it's and they're still in see. the game, and they're still young people. Yeah, and they're, and they're, and they're having a great life. That's what love, real estate, that's for the community. You know what I mean? And I'll always vouch for love because this is the place that give me a start when no one else did. Thanks, Owen. And coming back to Chase the Energy because I'm feeling very humbled that you're saying that and I'm really wanting the spotlight to stay on you. And that's where I just believe Chase the Energy comes into play because, you know, this – it doesn't, like I said to you earlier, you could be that man. You could, as you said, you could be that female. You could be that person that's been the rock mm. that gets to that tough point or that place. Well, don't be like I was. Don't be that person that doesn't believe in it. Okay, be that person that has your daily gratitude, does your training, does the right things, but bear in mind that everyone's susceptible to this. Yeah, you know, we live in a crazy world. Crazy. We live in a fast world. We've got COVID. We've got things that we just are dealing with that we didn't have to deal with 20 years Ever. ago. Ever. A hundred years ago. Ever. 
And if you're feeling like you need to reach out, this is something that... Um, yeah, join the movement, you know, yeah. I mean, get amongst it. Join the movement because it's all about inspiring and helping others and paying it forward, you know. And, and you know, this whole this whole um, Chase Energy movement, what, what's, what I'd like to see in the future is I want to have, and correct me if I'm wrong, you know what I mean, I've always said I'd like to have caravans and feed the homeless and go you to communities and one. feed people. Remember that? Met. Yep. I said, and I still want to do and that. And used to talk about it with tears in your eyes. Yeah, I want yeah. to have a soup kitchen in Lake Macquarie and, and Charlestown and, and parts of Newcastle and, and you know, it, People would just come down and talk and have something to eat. It's for free. You know what I mean? That's what I want my foundation to do. I want people to be able to say that, you know, come and talk and, and exercise and have a yarn. I mean, that's, that's life. That's living. We don't live forever. No one lives forever. Do you know what I mean? Imagine imagine if you – so all you need is some caravans. Some caravans. Yeah, I'll so get them. I'll get some caravans. I'll get people to come and What about if someone got the caravans? Yeah. And whatever. then you chase – other people uh, to sponsor them to sponsor get it to happen. Chase energy on it. We'll drop All you need is some caravans, don't you? And I'll get a kitchen. I'll get a kitchen somewhere. We'll cook soups or whatever. And we just go to each destination and we feed people. You know Wouldn't what I mean? that be a great thing? It's a ch- I'm going to do it. You are going to do it. I'm going to do it. It's always been a dream of mine Mate, forever. you've spoken it. It's Because I grew up It's going to happen. I grew up with nothing. I've lost. I've been a millionaire twice, lost everything. And the greatest gift that you can give someone and the biggest sign of respect, you know, is... Sharing food with people. What have you learned about money? What have you learned about possessions? Well, one thing I've learned is I should have saved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but I'm, I'm the person that I know that I, I can earn it all back again. But this time around, it's what I do with it. Do you know what I mean? But do you believe you have to lose everything I had on the to, way there? I had to. I had to because I'm an addict. I, I, I had a bad attitude. You know, like it's like someone with kinesthetic learning, you know what I mean? Like you got to teach me hands-on. Don't give me something to read. That's why female women make bombs around the world because they read it carefully. Men, we go, we know everything. We put it together and we put a coffee table from fantastic furniture together or a bed or, or a cubby house. It takes us days to do it. But when a woman does it, they do it not because they read. They're steady. Yeah. I'm stubborn. I've had to fall on my face multiple times to get where I am today. You know what I mean? I had to find what my purpose was. And, and God what did. have you learned about relationships? So that's what you've learned about yeah. money, you know? What have you learned about relationships? I've learned that you can't be selfish. It's a two-way street. Do you know what I mean? The greatest gift of all time is having a partner. Might be a, a man or whatever it may be, and having someone that you love so much and have a connection with that's your best friend, don't throw it away. Don't waste it. Like, I miss my ex-wife and kids every day. Even to this very day. Even to this very day. So the big OC in Chase the Energy, to this very day, still, I still propping himself up there, still has I still, the bad days. Still has the bad days. I'm, I'm locked in New York Stock Exchange. I'm up and down, I'm up and down. But you know what I've learned? I've got a toolbox that I've learned from rehab in life to say, you know what? I can feel it creeping in. Put them boots on. Go for a run. Go for a swim. Put the music on. Yeah, Do some push-ups or sit-ups. But it's also what you eat too. So that was my next thing. What have you learned about health and exercise? I've learned that the amount of training that I do, I can't eat heavy foods, I can't eat unhealthy foods. I've got to eat good. How important is exercise to someone's mental being? It's everything. It's the only thing that works for me because I've tried everything else. And I'm the latest trying to gulp a breath into it. <laughs> 
ask anyone. I'm the laziest trainer. It don't make sense. It don't make sense. If I train like this now when I play the NRL, I'll be captain of Australia. I'll be the eighth immortal, not Andrew Johnson. <laughs> but you know, you would have taken Joey out. No, no, but yes, you know, you Joey's Joey's no, the king. He's the king. You may, you may have. No, he's the king. Joey's the king. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's <laughs> the just, eighth immortal. He's the eighth immortal. You know, <laughs> and um, and, and and that's what I've learned. You know, so your training, your training is more impeccable now than when you were training. I need it when you were doing um, I don't want to get NRL. Look, from the from the th- from the trauma and the things that's happened in my life, and the person that I've become today is because of all my mistakes and the things that I've done. I'm not the same man I was six months ago. I'm not the same man that I was twelve months ago. I'm a different beast. I don't How need nothing different in my life because I don't need that any. I, don't, I can live on my own. I don't need anyone else, and it's scary because people go, oh, "What do you mean living on your own? You need someone." Oh, no, I don't. Man. Can I tell you something? I read something. Um, based on um, enlightenment, you know, being enlightened and uh, on true happiness. And what it says about true happiness is when you're living life being your real self. So when you look at you, you're being really authentic, right? But then the second thing is when the person you love the most and Mm. the person you need the most is yourself because that's the one thing that's constant. That's the one thing that will never change. And everything external, like what you said offline, it was a really good lesson for me, Owen, because, you know, I'm a big believer on goals. I'm a big believer in planning. And he said, you know what? Like you've got all this happening. This is what you're focused on, but you don't know what's going to come tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen next week. You don't know what's going to happen in a year's time. So you've got some ideas on what you want to do, but your level of happiness is not today. attached to those things. It's not. Because they may never happen. They're emotion. Yeah, that, and that person or people, whatever it might be, gone, friends, be whatever, they, they're going to come, they're going to go. It could be gone. They're going to do things. So from your perspective, the one constant you have is you and your actions. And the greatest thing that I've given myself is that I have a relationship with myself before anyone else. Now how good is that relationship with yourself? Have time to yourself. Go home, cook dinner, lay down and think to yourself and talk and know you know what I mean? Like, so I've never of, done that before. But people talk about that, right? It's amazing. What is it? Because is it actually a thing? And it's it a, is thing. a thing. How's it look going? Because I, oh, I, I can't I love say it. I'm there. I no, can't no, say of course I'm there, you're, mate. You're not there. I'm there. I but love how? it. how? What is it? Look, I like company and hanging around other people. But I'm at a stage in my life now where what's happened in my life and what I'm doing right now and what my purpose is is that every time I get on my own, I recharge my batteries, my mind, my body and spirit. When a phone goes dead, we recharge it. So when Aunt Craigie gets time to himself, I love it because I recharge it because I'm up till two in the morning saving people's lives and linking them into certain things. You know, Then I'm running 10, 15K a day. So every spare minute I get, I love. And I recharge myself to get up and go again because it's not about me anymore. It's about all the thousands of people that follow me that need me, my positive messages, my positive quotes. So... The relationship I've got with me, which I was so afraid of because I was so codependent, I need people around me. People say, what do you bring in for? What do you, what do you come around? Can't you come on your own? No, because that's how I was. <laughs> I was codependent. I don't care. In now. everything. So I'm going to ask some big questions, then we'll let you get on with your day because you're a busy man and I appreciate you giving up your time. But does the big OC still sometimes go, think about gambling, think about drugs? Yeah. Think about you know um, everything um, gambling, drinking, drinking drugs, whatever. Yeah, does I'll, this cross your mind? Every, I'm human, just like everyone else. People crave for Snickers and Twisties and cans <laughs> of Coke and a cigarette <laughs> and a beer. I ain't perfect, and I never so will be. Sometimes, but that's why I run. 
That's why I burn the bad energy. When that creeps into my life, I exercise and I run because now of the medicine, I can substitute my cravings. And you know why I asked that question? Because I thought it was important for anyone that's, that's hopefully tuning into this, that's gotten this far in, that they're hearing that what you're doing is reachable. They can get to that Anyone can because, do it. Because when you're down and out, when you're down and out, I think sometimes the mountain looks that high that that's sometimes why people decide to check out. We don't want people to check we out. Don't what we want check them to out. understand is this right, is you're there, you're on social, you look amazing right now, but you still have those thoughts. Still have those thoughts, still have those, those feelings, still have those urges. The three. You've got the three things that you do. And what are the three them. things again that you do in order to stop yourself? You know, I mean, the, the three things that I do, brother, is this, you know, I accept the person that I am. So acceptance. So I'm not a bad person. I thought I accept it, the person that I've become. I surrender. Yep. Rightio. Then I hand my do? will over to a greater person than myself. Secondly, I forgive myself, then forgive others. Then step three, I don't forget step one and two. And then you throw in some action. Throw in some action. Action is just exercise, walk, talk, exercise, reach out to Lifeline, reach out to Beyond Blue, you know, reach out to, to through, through the podcast or online through Love or, or Chase Engine, whatever it may be. Don't be afraid. You know, don't be scared. You know, I mean, because what I want to teach people to become is you like, we want to be lions. We want to be eagles. We don't want to be chickens or sheep. You know, I mean, we've got it in us. Human beings at the greatest threshold of all time. David, you know, look at Goggins. You know, what I mean, like look at people like that. You know, we've got people that walk the Kokoda Trail on their on their arms. We've got people that swim yeah, the English Channel. Yeah, they're, you know, what I mean, the most terrain, world. most terrain track on the globe. You know what I mean? And you got people swimming the English Channel with missing limbs. You know what I mean? You got people doing amazing things. You know, I got a guy. I got a guy named Mick Carter trains with me to have a kidney transplant to give him his last rights. Mick now trains every day on his own. He don't need me to train with him anymore. Wow. He's fifty seven. Yeah, I've got a lady, you know, she's she's almost 80, 82, you know what I mean? I'm about to post her videos tomorrow, you know. She's overcome health and, and cancer and she she chases the energy, you know. So it doesn't matter At if 80, you're... 80, 82. Yeah, you know, it doesn't matter she, if you're black, white, male or female, whatever age. It's everyone's business. Um, health on, and mental health is everyone's business and it's for free. When you follow the big AOC, chase the energy, baby, it's all for free. <laughs> Yeah, man, and and the foundation with the with the sports drinks and and then with the app and then with the water and then the clothing line and and then when we generate this, I want to make it a, a social change. I want to sponsor young kids, boys and girls skating and surfing. So by in twenty years' time, chasing Indies on the top of their tongue, just like Lifeline and Beyond Blue. Fantastic, Owen. Yeah. Well, Owen, you know today who's in front of me is an honest man, an authentic person who's making a real difference out there in mm. everyone's life. And, um, you know, I just want to thank you. I want to thank you for stepping into our life that day in for, you know, even of recent times, you know, doing what you, you've done, coming in here today yet again is another lesson and discovery journey for me, as I'm sure it is for everyone. But you are a, an honest man, an authentic man, and someone who's a selfless man. Yeah. And uh, you're those three things that if ever you need to um, – Think about who you are. To me, that's who you are today. And I think very few people arrive at those three areas. And I know that myself, it's something I aspire to do. So do many other people. So congratulations on arriving that point in the manner that you have. And well done on creating this movement. And thanks, Brian. You've always inspired me. You know I mean? You always have. And um, you know, I'm getting a little bit emotional now because, you know, it's me, baby, the big AC. It's good, man. If you like what you've heard today, remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. If you discovered us on YouTube, 
Remember, hit that bell so you can be notified when these new episodes become available. Leave a comment and we look forward to bringing you the latest material.